Welcome to episode 51 of the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. Today we're talking about finding happiness through making time for friends. Every month we talk about Gretchen Rubin's book, The Happiness Project, because in her book, each month she focuses on a different topic. And the topic for this month is making time for friends. We're going to talk about the link between friendships, having connections, and happiness. We're going to talk about my number one way to get the best connections with others. And we're going to have a doable for you to increase your connection with friends, even in the time of COVID-19. Let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I am Kim McLaughlin, and I'm your host. I am a licensed psychotherapist, a motivational coach, speaker, blogger, and best-selling author. I help people when they're feeling frustrated, overwhelmed, and overloaded, and it shows up in overeating and overdieting. Today, we're talking about Gretchen Rubin's book, the happiness project. And those of you that have been listening to my podcast know that each month I spend one podcast talking about Gretchen's book. She has a book where each month there is a different topic that she goes over and she goes at length about how whatever concept is during that month that you can use that concept to increase your happiness. And I'm all in for increasing happiness. I think there's always room for more in my life. And I think you're probably feeling the same way. So today we're talking about friendships, how to make time for friends. And it was really interesting when I read this in her book, I thought, well, this is odd. How can I talk about friendships and making friends when we're deep in the midst of COVID-19? I think we're all experiencing a time of feeling disconnected from others and really looking for more creative ways to make connections. So all of our usual tools and tips that we would use to have connections with people aren't as easily accessible as they were six months ago or a year ago. Gretchen describes friendship as having strong social bonds and is probably the most meaningful contributor to happiness. She says studies show that if you have five or more friends with whom to discuss an important matter, you're far more likely to describe yourself as happy. She says people feel happy when they're with other people or they feel happier when they're with other people. And this brings this sense of joy in your life. And she also says that studies show it increases immunity. It cuts the risk of depression and you just feel better about your life, which made me think about this time of feeling disconnected from others. And I'm noticing more people talk about feeling unhappy right now. When we started the, or when the COVID started and we were asked to shelter in place and to distance from others, people were being creative about having connections and doing a lot of Zoom calls or, you know, talking at a distance to people. But now that it's gone on for many months, I think there's more wariness. And I'm noticing with people that I'm talking to, especially my clients, that there's this wariness of when is this going to stop? And I don't feel the connection anymore. Because 
we can't get face to face and have this more intimate connection. So when I thought about this topic for this month, I thought, well, how can we increase our sense of connection? And I want to do this, this show in with the idea of COVID-19 and what are we going to do to be a little bit more creative to have that connection. One of the first things Gretchen talks about in her book, The Happiness Project, she says one of the great ways to increase your friendships is by remembering their birthdays. And it made me feel a little guilty when I read that because I thought, dang, I don't know if I remember everybody's birthday. And then I had to remind myself, well, actually, friends' birthdays are in my calendar. So I'm able to either send them a card or a call or my go-to right now is I love sending a text message because it's a really quick way to do it so that I know that I have made uh, an impact on somebody and, I, and I've and i honored their, their selves and their birthdays. I'm also finding it easier to connect with people on their birthdays because it shows up in my Facebook feed. And I got to say, that's been pretty nice way to feel connected to others because I don't necessarily have their birthday in my calendar. Sometimes they're more... Um, more distant friendships, more acquaintances, but it's certainly nice to remember their birthday. I think people feel honored when you remember them. And it really kind of goes beyond the birthday, but just a thinking of you kind of text or a little card or something that says, I've been thinking about you, boosts that kind of good feeling between us and somebody else. And it's actually one of my takeaways from this show today that I want to be more that person who sends a card or sends just a a text or makes a phone call saying, I was thinking of you because I do know that it makes me feel better when I have more connections with people. She then says that another way to strengthen friendships is by being generous. And I don't think that means about buying people things, but being generous in our attitude with others. And one way that she talked about we could have this kind of generosity with people is to start acknowledging them and acknowledging what they do and saying more good job. I noticed what you did. I noticed how hard that was. And I noticed you in doing it. And I think that generous or generosity of of praise is super important. And it can actually go a long way to helping people feel more connected to us and us feel more connected to them. Gretchen also talks about another way of being generous, once again, not in terms of money, but in terms of time with people. And she talked about going and helping somebody declutter their house and helping them get rid of things which she had been doing in her own life and that she could offer it up to somebody else. I think if we take that concept a little bigger, it is about what do I do well or what do I know or what skill do I have and how could I bring that to other people? It's not necessarily going and helping them declutter, but actually you could have a conversation with somebody about decluttering or or helping them determine what's their right move. But being generous in a way of giving somebody your time and attention and helping them with something that is 
holding them back, such as decluttering. The third way she talks about being generous is to cut people slack. I love that one. How often do we think negatively about somebody because they've done something we think is wrong or they're not doing it the right way? And to cut them slack, I think, really is a form of generosity that we all can increase on. When I work with couples, I'll often talk with them about having this idea of assumed goodness from their partner. And that's still in that vein of cutting somebody slack, that if you assume goodness, if you assume that somebody's doing it for an honest, good reason, then you're going to have a different attitude about it and you're going to be more positive with them. I got that concept of assumed goodness from Stephen Covey from his materials and I find that it is one of the number one ways to be more generous with other people. If they're your friends, you know they come from a good spot. If you know your if it's your family, they you know they're coming from a good spot. So assume that goodness and that cuts them some slack to know that they're trying to do the right thing. Another way she talks about making time for friends is strengthening friendships by showing up. That means doing the work and that means having the interactions. I don't always do that. And that's what one reason why I loved having this podcast today is these podcasts remind me about what I need to do and having more interactions with people. It's been a little easier to be distant as COVID-19 has been going on because I don't see people every day like I used to. I'm not at the office or not at the store and not out and about like I was. So I'm not seeing people. So there's not this strengthening through being together. Showing up right now for me is more in terms of having a Zoom call with them or having a phone call, having some way to interact so that we can have more of that connection. When we have more of that connection, we are going to feel happier. I think we can all agree with this. When we have increased connections, there is this feeling of goodness within us that just increases. Another thing she talks about with friendships is to not gossip. And I thought that was a big, bold move on her part to talk about gossiping because gossiping diminishes friendships and it cuts people down. I think of if if you're gossiping about people to me and I'm wondering what do you say to other people about me? I really have tried to not be in that gossiping mode because it's such negativity and it's really unhelpful and it doesn't bring me closer to the person I'm talking to, nor does it bring me closer to the person that we're talking about. It's really a negative way of living. It also means when people are gossiping that when I don't engage and I I also call it out and just say, this feels like we're gossiping and I don't want to do that. I've actually said that before to people and they kind of are caught off guard because People don't often call out that this feels like gossiping and I don't want to do that. But if somebody's not there and we're talking about them, it's generally gossiping and it's negative and it doesn't make me feel closer to the person I'm talking to. So encouraging 
other people along with yourself to notice gossiping and to move off of it is a really powerful move to increase friendships. She talks about making friends as a form of finding happiness. And I had to think about that one also during this time of COVID-19. I work with a lot of people who have been really busy and have very active lives or active in lots of communities, but feel distant from having a close friendship. And what I found is that as we get older, we have less opportunities to develop friendships, especially if we are solo entrepreneurs or we're working in place with people that maybe aren't um, the kind of people we might want to have as friends or they just don't feel like friends to us. Where do we go build friendships? And that's even harder during this time of COVID-19. It was interesting. I was talking to a client recently about how to make friends at this time. And one of the things I shared with her is I like the idea of thinking about who is an acquaintance in my circle or, or kind of close to me who I don't know very well, that I can start engaging with them, maybe reach out to them and just say, I was thinking about you. I'm wondering how you're doing. I would love to get to know you more. And having those conversations begins to give us the opportunity to develop greater friendships and to to add friends to our list. There are times in my life where I've said, I just don't feel like I have enough friends right now. I feel alone and lonely. And those are the times that I start reaching out to find more people that I can talk to. And I found that that's especially difficult right now. So reaching out to people that you know casually, you have an acquaintance with, and reaching out to them can be a really good way at this point in our our society to start making friends. What I find is when I reach out to people that I kind of think are interesting and I want to get to know them better, they will more often than not tell me they felt the same way about me. And we really have this really good connection and bonding and ability to get to know each other better. Gretchen shared some ideas about making friends that I thought was really helpful. And they can be some kind of guidelines for us to use as we move into this idea of increasing our friendships. It's not that you don't know these ideas, but I think it's putting them at the forefront of your mind so that you can do them more can really help develop those friendships in a way that feels good and positive. So let me run through the list. And actually one, actually one item on this list is my number one tip for making friends and keeping friends. Number one tip, and I'm going to share, it's the last one on the list. So I'm going to share that to you. So stay tuned because it's coming up. Here are some of the things that Gretchen said about, about making friends. One she said is smile more frequently. Well, that's a nice one and that's an obvious answer, but do you really smile enough? Do you smile and show that somebody that you're interested? A smile shows that we're interested in other people and that we're interested in what they have to say. Granted, with this whole um, mask wearing there is more difficulty seeing the smile. But truthfully, you can see that um, in the smile, you can see the eyes up turning. You can see a little light in other people's eyes. So there is a way to see a smile, even when somebody's wearing a mask. So smile more frequently. That help engage friends to want to engage with you more. 
when you're with people, actively invite others to join a conversation. This I find is super helpful. I do a lot of networking and I notice there'll be people kind of standing around. I'll look and they look uncomfortable. They look like they want to join, but they just don't know how to do it. So I'll kind of turn myself and open up the group and just say, why don't you come on in and join us? Enjoy what we're talking about, and I'll fill them in on what we've been talking about. It really helps people to feel like they're welcome and that they're wanted. So invite others into a conversation to help them know that you want to get to know them more. Another way to make more friends is to create a positive mood, right? Positive makes more positive. When you have a positive mood, it creates a more positive mood on the other side. So just like that smiling more frequently, inviting others to join into the conversation, you're inviting this pleasantness and this positive energy that really increases your likability, your accessibility. People want to come talk to you when they see that you have this positive mood. And on the flip side of that, if they see that you're angry or negative, I can't tell you, I want to go the other direction when I see somebody who looks like they're in a negative mood. So open up and create that positive mood. Another way to to make more friends is to open a conversation. I love doing that now. I do it more often than I used to. I, I used to think that I was really shy when I was younger. I think more of it was fear rather than shyness. But open a conversation with people. I do that a lot now standing in the line at the store or when I'm in out and about. I just open a conversation with somebody and it can be about, you know, have you been here before? What do you think about what's going on? Just whatever is an inviting question that goes along with whatever the place is. If if I'm at standing in line to go into a restaurant, have you been here before? What do you like about this place? So when you open up the conversation, people just like you more and they want to get to know you more. Another way with friendships is to try to look accessible and warm. That's really going along with that positive attitude and smiling more and look accessible and warm. You might not feel that way, but if you're going into a situation where you actually want to increase the opportunity of making connections or having more friends, looking accessible and warm makes people want to approach you and want to get to know you more which goes along with making more friends, right? Gretchen shares an interesting point about showing your vulnerable side and laughing at yourself, talking about the things about yourself that maybe aren't, you know, your highest self or the things that you are not the best at. I don't think it means that you need to show your vulnerable side and laugh at yourself in a way that is demeaning. I'm around sometimes people that will say something sarcastic about themselves or say something self-deprecating. And that isn't engaging. It doesn't make me want to get to know you more, but to show that you're vulnerable, to show that you're human, I can appreciate that. And I like that, but really leave out that kind of negative part where you're putting yourself down or you're being sarcastic about yourself. My last way that I think of to make friends is actually my number one tip. And that is ask questions. It is something that I do a lot. I love to get to know people. I love to ask questions. And it comes from my background of being a a therapist that I want to get to know people. And it's just natural for me. I really enjoy getting to know people. But people love 
to be asked questions. They love that you notice things or that you ask a question that is intelligent or matches what they've been talking about or match where they're at. It's really a joining kind of method. And I got to tell you, I really appreciate when somebody asks me a question and especially a question that is something that's on topic or a question that is very well thought through. So do that more often. And that really creates that friendship because when we ask questions, we get to know people. And when we ask somebody else a question, they generally ask us the same question back. It starts this wonderful dialogue that is super exciting and brings this level of warmth to ourselves or to the conversation and to this getting to know each other. I think you could also take all of these ways of getting to know a friend or to have friendships can also be in more intimate relationships. You could say that with your intimate relationships, ask more questions. This is what I talk about with couples all the time is ask each other's questions, ask about what's going on, smile more often, invite them to join the conversation, create more accessibility and warmth, show your vulnerable side. These are things that don't just apply to friendships. They also apply to intimate relationships. So when you're wanting to get to know people, get to know the people even closer to you. When we're in this COVID-19 time, we often, or I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm with the same people all the time in my house. But we can have more of these in-depth conversations to get to know each other in a different way. And that's the value. That increases happiness. So spend some time thinking about who do you want to engage more with? Whose birthday might be coming up or some anniversary or some person you want to acknowledge? And begin to get to know them better and to reach out to them more. I'm going to do that myself because that is my doable. Like we have every week on this podcast, we talk about engaging in a doable. It's one thing to have an idea or a concept, but if we don't do anything actionable, like the idea just can kind of sit. So I'm going to do something to be more friendly and to invite more conversations with people. And I hope that you do that too. Please leave me a comment in the comment section of this podcast because I'd love to know what you're doing. How are you increasing your friendships? What are you doing? What are some ideas that you have? Because this is not the total list. It's just a good starting spot. So I look forward to talking with you next time on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. And I look forward to hearing about how you're increasing your friendships. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. We come to you every Monday with fresh new ideas to help you end emotional eating and put food in its proper place as nourishment. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and review it and let us know what you think. Thank you for joining us.